Welcome to Purpose 360. I'm Carol Cohn. And I'm Chris Noble. And we're on a journey to explore the brightest and most innovative minds and initiatives in social purpose. Today, companies and brands must stand for something meaningful. They have to have a social purpose and bring that purpose forward to their employees, their customers, and their community. Each episode, we're talking to leaders at Fortune 100 companies, global brands, social enterprise startups, NGOs, and everything in between. We'll be taking a deep dive to learn how they are integrating purpose into their organizations. To benefit both business and society for enduring impact. Join us. I'm Chris Noble. And I'm Carol Cohn. Today, we're super lucky to have Mike Pepperman with us from LG Electronics. He's here to talk about their experience happiness platform and to tell us about their journey to identify a purpose and activate it in their community and beyond. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here with you guys today. Well, it's great to have you, Mike. Uh, tell us what, what kind of sparked your interest in social purpose? How did you get started with it? Thanks, Chris. My, my interest in, in social purpose really goes back to um, some community service um, that I was involved in all the way back to high school. And um, when I had the opportunity here at LG um, to, to take over and step into the role that I, I'm in now leading our Life's Good Experience Happiness platform, uh, I couldn't resist. It's been um, not just a, a rewarding professionally, but rewarding personally as well. I'm certain that a lot of our folks have seen the LG brand, uh, but can you kind of tell us what LG and Life's Good and and what the mission is in the U.S. for the company, uh, and then also kind of blend in where the social purpose came from? Absolutely. Um, at LG, um, our products are, are really well known um, for being stylish and innovative on the cutting edge. Um, and uh, the, the other thing that we're well known for is our, our tagline, Life's Good. Um, we had the opportunity going back about two years now to, to start to try to identify um, where we wanted to put some added focus um, in our, our social contribution efforts to, to really um, bring some additional strategy um, to the forefront um, and, and focus in a, a wide variety of different activities that we were involved in. Um, and with the, the help of, of Carol and, and the team from Matchfire, um, we dug into some, some consumer insights, um, some employee survey information, and, and some um, surveys that we did with our, our leadership here um, to help us identify that coming back to that tagline and helping to bring meaning and, and showcase the purpose behind that Life's Good tagline was the place that, that we should really focus in on. And Mike, you know, what really impressed us from the very beginning was the cross-functional team you pulled together. This wasn't siloed in the corner of LG. Um, we really got to understand the business, bring in brand marketing, bring in public affairs, communications, employee engagement. And as well, we had a lot of meetings with your CEO. Yeah, it was, uh, thank you. It was really important for us um, to ensure um, that this was really um, authentic to our brand. And, and in order to ensure that we did that in the right way, important to bring together a wide variety of stakeholders. Um, I believe we had we had somebody in there from all of our business units, consumer facing and commercial facing, and um, all le levels of executive leadership. 
Um, and, and they each provided a unique perspective, um, not only on um, the insights that they brought from the consumer standpoint, but how they felt about our brand and our company and, and where we should be focusing. So, so tell us about the program. So everybody's together in a room and you've, you've figured out a direction and what you want to do. What, what's the program that LG's bring to life? Yeah, it's, it's great. Thank you. Um, it's a uh, life's good experience. Happiness is, is focused on two primary missions. Um, we want to increase awareness that sustainable happiness is achievable, that there's actually a, a science and that there's over 70 years of research um, behind sustainable happiness and social emotional well-being. And as uh, an extension of that, we want to bring uh, sustainable happiness to a set of, of skills that we've uh, we've worked to identify with a few different partners that we call the, the sustainable happiness skills. We want to bring those sustainable happiness skills to five and a half million kids over five years. Um, and I'm really happy to say that just in our first year, um, the 2017-2018 school year, um, through our partners, we have, we were able to reach uh, over five hundred and thirty thousand kids. And that's a fast ramp up. Um, how how did you go from zero to sixty so fast? And also, I, I remember when we started talking about the issue of happiness, and I think we got a little bit of really. Um, but you, once we uh, showed you the science, the background, the experts. You really uh, embraced it. Yeah, that, it's a it's a really good point to make, and, and a really good kind of step back for for me to explain briefly is that um, when we look at the science and the research behind happiness, we identify a number of things. We know that happy pe- happy people are healthier, they live longer, they do better in life and in school. We also um, through through the research you brought us helped identify that um, over half of kids. Half of teens in the United States are stressed. They don't know how to handle it, and they don't have the tools to be able to cope with it. Um, and it leads to a wide variety of issues. Um, there's the opioid epidemic. Teen depression rates are on the rise. Teen suicide rates are the highest they've been in 30 years. Um, and so um, through um, some direction that you helped provide us, um, the quick ramp-up was really established through a number of key partnerships, um, the first one being with the, the Greater Good Science Center out of the University of California, Berkeley. Um, and they really help us keep us focused and, and grounded in, in the science and research to ensure that um, we can address all of those fluffy issues that come when you start talking about happiness, that it really is, um, that there really is science and research behind each of the six sustainable happiness skills. And I could go on and talk to you about how when you practice uh gratitude um, beyond just saying thank you thank you when you're truly thankful um, you're actually creating gray matter in different areas of your brain um, that have more executive function versus your fight or flight response um, so we, we rely on our partnership with them um, to keep us grounded and then some really great partnerships that we've established um, with two nonprofits and um, uh, also discovery education which is an educational resource provider um, to who are the ones who are actually on the ground delivering these skills directly to to the kids um, who were impacted? How did you pick five point five million as a goal? That's aggressive. Yeah, it was uh, it was important for us to to pick an aggressive goal. Um, we we wanted both our impact to be significant um, as well as the perception of that impact to be significant. Um, so it's going to be a, a challenging goal. Um, to achieve. 
Um, the, the organizations that we're working with are uh, a little bit more grassroots. There's an organization called Inner Explore, um, which is a mindfulness-based um, organization that, that helps bring the sustainable happiness to, to kids through um, school programs. And, and then Project Happiness, which is a, a high school-based happiness club program um, where they practice um, sustainable happiness skills through daily habits. Um, and so we're working with them on ways to um, increase the, the reach of these programs, um, but in a way that's impactful. These aren't programs that are just providing kids with access to a video, um, and then we hope that they go home and, and practice human connection. Um, they're actually working to instill uh, a life change, um, to instill these skills um, for these kids to incorporate them as part of their daily routine. Yeah, one of the things I think is, is so important, Mike, is, is the way that you have approached partnering to get to your goals. Um, and I know that you've already mentioned your nonprofit partners that are actually kind of delivering the impact, delivering some of the training directly to kids. You mentioned Greater Good Science Center as kind of a thought leader partner. What other partners do you have to, to pull together in order to get to this aggressive goal? So I, I think um, you got the first steps down for us, right? It was about uh, you know, we're, we consider ourselves the experts in product development and products that we deliver to consumer that, that make life a little bit better through the, the features and, and innovation that we deliver. Um, but where we weren't the experts was in the delivery of these skills. And so um, we we consider ourselves kind of a, a cultivator in bringing various groups together. Um, you know, we so we have the thought leadership side where Greater Good Science Center helps us, as you mentioned, and our nonprofit and educational resource partners. Um, and I think one of the, the next steps for us will be start to start to build a coalition of, of like-minded uh, corporations who have similar uh, goals, although they'll all be kind of distinct in their own, in their own right, but with a focus on, on bringing um, happiness and helping kids um, cope with you know, the various different stressors that they're facing. And how are you getting your employees engaged? That's a great question. Um, we've started um, a variety, uh, to use a variety of tactics to do that. Um, and, and what we've been finding is that kind of small group interactions have been working the best um, from, from two standpoints. Um, the first standpoint being um, more engagement with employees and um, deeper, deeper levels of discussion and conversation. Um, but then the other component is um, that uh, there's no single path to uh, the journey to sustainable happiness. There's no one way to use the six sustainable happiness skills. And so by having uh, smaller interactions, interactions focused on, on different aspects of the platform, um, employees can, can pick and choose what's going to work best for them. Um, so there's, there's a couple of things we've done recently, um, including launching um, some uh, uh, an employee newsletter, um, which is monthly, which kind of takes on one skill at a, at a time and provides some information and tools that uh, employees can use for themselves and their families. Um, we've started a, a series of uh, lunch and learn events. We'll bring together groups of 25 to 50 employees um, for lunch, and we're bringing in one of our nonprofit partners to, um, to speak to them about whether it be mindfulness or any of the other um, sustainable happiness skills. Um, and then in addition to that, um, we're, we're able to provide through our partnerships um, the resources um, that we're providing to these kids um, through the nonprofit partners directly to our employees. So, for example, every employee in the U.S. here um, with LG gets a no-cost subscription to, to Inner Explorer, 
um, to use with uh, for themselves and their family. Did you have to change or evolve any of your employee policies to make sure that you had an authentic connection to experience happiness? We've I've been working very closely um, with our human resources department, and um, the the great thing is that um, our leadership from, from our CEO to our our vice president of human resources. Um, we're we're all aligned and moving in the same direction along parallel paths, um, and so the the intent is to ensure um, that we're not siloed from each other, that that we're we're working together where it makes sense. Um, and to give you an example of that, um, while I'm I'm working with some of my HR colleagues on um, the newsletter and and these various lunch and learn events, um, our HR groups actually started a um, a uh, a group called LG Change Agents. And these are groups of employees at, at different office locations whose mission is to be the ears um, for the, the employee audience and to be the voice of that, that employee audience and to bring issues, questions, um, and you know other problems that may arise um, from, from employees up to, to leadership and discuss ways to um, you know, alleviate and, and fix any of those issues, and also vice versa to take um, some of the information that uh, our leadership is providing and explanations of why we're doing certain things certain ways, um, and uh, bringing that to the to the employees directly. So we're running kind of these parallel paths of uh, of some culture change here at LG, and it's it's really starting to take root in a good way. Have you had any surprises that, you know, you planned a lot, you had lots of uh, cross-functional meetings, but what were one or two of the surprises that you either had to stop and or navigate around? Um, I think some of the, the we, we anticipated a lot of the potential internal hurdles and we alleviated a lot of those issues. Um, through through conversation and and meetings and getting large groups um, together to discuss and putting together a, a steering committee. Mike, you were talking uh, just now about employees and how it extended, uh, and and how you're you know encouraging employees to get going first with happiness after your target audience of of kids in schools. Uh, have there been any major surprises along this journey as you're uh, either telling? employees about it or starting to pass the message out to the rest of the world? Yeah, we've had uh, surprises in, in really two areas. Um, the, the first area in the, the employee front is um, just how much our employees have, have embraced the platform. Um, it's, uh, it's been really heartening to be in a wide variety of meetings um, and have employees stop me mid-presentation or, or mid-discussion to express their appreciation or tell a story about how they or their child has been been bullied, and how this could be really useful, um, you know, in this day and age to, to help kids with this. Um, and so th- that's been the, the the first and most positive surprise. Um, you know, we we assumed it would be well received, but the engagement we've seen has been impressive. Um, the other side um, that has been um, really interesting for me is um, coming from a, a, a partnership development standpoint has been um, working with some of our, our nonprofit partners um, and really how how wonderful and dedicated they are and they've been and um, that's not the surprising part uh, you know we anticipated that um, 
but the, the willingness and ability for our partners to really sit down with us, um, for us to have a, a really a number of in-depth conversations to discuss and ensure that we were really aligned um, to have a, a full understanding of what they were doing, how they developed their program, and then to, to work with them to build um, customized platforms um, to help achieve the objectives that we had set out. Now, we're not changing um, what the partners are teaching or how they teach it because they're the experts in those areas, but they, they've all come to the table understanding that um, we had set out with, with specific objectives and they wanted to, to help ensure that what they were delivering would deliver that. That's actually really cool, Mike. And it makes me want to ask about other platform extensions. So in order to reach out to the consumer, what boxes do you think you need to check internally or you know, as a company before you can actually start making this part of your cause marketing and your forward-facing message? Uh, if we, we actually we started um, doing some consumer communication um, when we first launched um, the program with the nonprofits last year, just, just in a very light way to, to help set the foundation um, and to start to do a little bit of, of light education as part of building up our, our credibility and authenticity in this space, because that was really important for us. And there were two components of that. Um, one was that we wanted to reinforce um, the work that we had already done to show that this is a this is a long term commitment for LG. This isn't a, a flash in the pan here, um, and so we we really made sure that um, we had reached. Uh, I believe the number we used at the time was fifty thousand kids. Um, that we had reached fifty thousand kids before um, pushing forward and, and really starting to communicate with with consumers. But the other piece of that. Um, was really focusing on establishing the partnerships we had developed, um, establishing uh, credibility and authenticity through our Greater Good Science Center partnership and how we rely on them for the science research, um, and establishing our true commitment and, and really in-depth commitment to our nonprofit partners. And so we were through that first phase of kind of building that foundation. Um, and as we continue to, to talk to consumers through social media channels and our website and other, other um, channels, we've, we've been seeing that um, consumers are really responding to the message that we're putting out there. They're, they're engaging with our social media. Um, we're seeing increases in, in positive sentiment and decreases in negative sentiment. Um, and so, you know, the next phase for us will begin, will be to begin to amplify that and uh, try to um, reach that first priority I mentioned uh, when we first started about really increasing awareness that, that sustainable happiness is achievable and there, that there's this skill set. One other thing I think is interesting that you, you touched on briefly, but I, I just wanted to go back on is uh, the, the, the physical footprint of your social impact. Can, can you talk a little bit about that strategy? So, yeah, I, I can speak to um, kind of the geographic footprint of, of what we're doing. Um, as part of the, the first phase of our program, um, it was really important for us to ensure that we were um, taking starting point in, in our own backyards. And so um, with the, the first nonprofit partner we, partnership we developed within our Explorer, we focused on eight cities across the U.S. where LG has office locations. Um, we wanted to ensure that the, the schools here in Englewood and Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, um, all had access to the program um, that we were running. Um, and then in, uh, in other cities across the U.S. as well, um, not just as a benefit um, to our employees, because in, in most cases, our employees aren't living in the, the towns we're, we're located in, but to ensure that we were um, amplifying our, our commitment 
outcome to where we're, we're utilizing resources. You know, I'm just curious about who did you interact with in the local markets in terms of getting to the schools, the schools directly? Did you work with any of the mayors? Uh, have you brought in any other not-for-profits in the local market? Uh, it, that's another great question. Um, so it's really been a, a wide variety of, uh, of communications here in Englewood and Englewood Cliffs. Um, we've been able to develop over the course of a few years. Um, relationships with the, the superintendents of the two school districts, um, and through those relationships, um, I now have a you know a wide variety of relationships with a few of the principals here and um, directors of curriculum. Um, and some of our where our other office locations are, um, we're working through um, wherever we've got a local contact who can help us get in touch with the the school district. Um, it's not always the easiest thing um, when you're when you're calling a school district, even when you're saying, "Hey, I've got this thing that's for free for you," um, for them to um, have the time to be able to, to sit down and talk with you. Um, but what we've found is that once we've gotten a, a foot in the door and explained what we're doing, what we have been doing, and what we want to bring, um, the enthusiasm just jumps off the chart. And so, how do you then scale that? Because it sounds like you've gone from a consumer program as well as a community relations program? The scalability is one of the challenges. And what we're starting to find now is that um, we're seeing this momentum building um, where social-emotional well-being and social-emotional uh, learning in the school setting, um, it's either at or just achieved um, recently, you know, kind of a tipping point where when you go into a school and you talk about social emotional learning, which the sustainable happiness skills are all related to, um, teachers and administrators, they're, they're all aware of it. Um, and so um, it, it comes back to increasing the awareness. And as we've been um, doing that over the past year and a half, um, as the awareness continues to, to grow and increase, um, teachers and administrators and parents and consumers are more open to the idea of, of what we're bringing to the table. So for the time being, we're, we're leaning on that to help us um, scale things up. And, and with your storytelling, um, how are you dealing with the tensions in this issue? Because, you know, the video, you, you have a very, really sharp video on your website. And, you know, you talk about stress and then teen suicide and, you know, the downside of the, the depression and such. So how are you balancing that out? It's a great question. Uh, anybody who's listening who's interested, um, you can check out the video on lgexperiencehappiness.com. Um, and, and Carol, you make a great point. Um, we start that video intentionally with some shocking statistics um, about teen suicide, about attempted suicide, um, about depression rates. Um, and and that, that's intentional. Um, we want to be a little bit jarring there at the beginning, but um, where we want to lead and where I hope that that video will lead people to is um, actually tied directly to one of our sustainable happiness skills, which is positive outlook. Um, we're really focused on there is this set of skills. Uh, it's teachable, learnable, and something that, that anybody can practice, kids and adults alike. Um, and that through the practice of these skills, and that they're again going to take their own path, their own journey to practicing these skills, but through the practice of these skills, we can not only have kids who are more resilient, who can better handle um, stress and, and cope with the stress that they're facing, but that we end up in the long run with a, a kinder, friendlier society where everybody uh, can, can interact well together. 
So you've probably gotten a, a lot of feedback on social media. Um, don't know if you've actually, um, you know, had have a story or two that you'd like to share. Um, the kind of the, I'd say the the most rewarding um, feedback that we've been getting through through social media are some of the stories that we see, um, primarily from educators, but a, a couple of parents here and there as well who um, have taken to social media to talk about the impact um, that uh, programs like Inner Explorer and Project Happiness are, are making with them. Um, it's, it's one of our goals um, as we continue our journey in, in social media to start to amplify um, the, the stories of, of the kids who are being impacted. And so, um, you know, hearing directly from them how sustainable happiness skills practices help turn around the culture in their school or help them overcome a, a difficult time in their lives has really been the most rewarding part. So Mike, we've, we've covered it sort of from the, the mission and social impact perspective, from the employee perspective. We've talked a little bit about how you guys got executive buy-in and picked an area for impact and also about how you're approaching it sort of earnestly and building a base of credibility with partners before going forward. Um, this is Purpose 360. We're trying to get all the way around the wheel. Uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about how it's helping you on the the marketing side? Are there any important metrics that you're tracking? Uh, I know it's you know early in the program, but are there other insights there that you think are beneficial for the growth and and health of the program going forward? Yeah, uh, a lot of this relies on the overall commitment that we've we've made, right? The Reaching five and a half million kids over five years is the starting point of our, our journey. Um, is um, the, the, obviously the focal point. That sets the foundation. Um, without that commitment and an ongoing um, projection in, in that direction, um, we really don't have any type of program to lean on. Um, but and what that's tied to from a marketing standpoint um, comes back to some of the consumer insights that we we looked into um, or initially talking at the beginning of the, uh, the program here, tied to how consumers think and feel about our brand. Um, we know consumers think that we're an innovative brand, um, that we're a fun brand. Um, but what we also learned is um, they already um, have a, um, a propensity to think that we are a, a brand that cares, a company that cares. And that's one of the key metrics that we want to um, continue to drive. And we measure that in a variety of different ways. Um, one of the, the key ways that we measure that is, is looking at um, consumer sentiment in social media. Um, there, we're, you know, being a consumer electronics and uh, appliance brand from the consumer-facing side, um, we're never going to get away from um, somebody who's upset because their washer broke or um, their TV is not functioning the way they wanted it to. Um, but what we've seen um, in our social media channels um, when we're talking about experience happiness is a drop, um, significant drops in negative sentiment, negative commentary, um, and, and really um, significant increases in, in positive sentiment. Um, so those are a couple of the key metrics that, that we look at um, as we're kind of measuring the, the nuts and bolts from the market. So I know that you um, had a major presentation at Sustainable Brands, and it was standing room only. Um, can you give us just a little bit of the type of questions and the areas of interest that the audience had there? Yeah, I, I have to um, throw some kudos over to, to Chris and the Matchfire team. 
um, for helping us um, kind of outline how that presentation was going to go. And, and Carol, to you and your team for, for getting us as involved as we have been with sustainable brands. But that was an opportunity that we wanted to make sure we leveraged not only to talk about what we were doing in the social impact space, but help shed some light on, on the process that we went through with our partners, uh, our nonprofit partners. And, and to do that, we brought um, Inner Explorer and Greater Good Science and representatives from those organizations to the table with us to help, to help talk about um, how we developed those partnerships. Um, and in addition to that, it was important for us that everybody who, who participated, everybody who was in attendance, not only understood the, the process we went through and how wonderful we think our own program is, or we'll give ourselves a little pat on the back, um, but that they also left with a, a little bit better of an understanding of the impact that the sustainable skills, sustainable happiness skills make for them. Um, so we actually designed um, a variety of activities, one for each of um, the six sustainable happiness skills, and each of the tables was assigned um, a sustainable happiness skill in particular. Um, the table I was working with, we happened to be um, making mindfulness glitter bottles. Um, and so there, there were there were two two things we were touching on there, one being being more mindful, uh, but the other component of it was that we were donating those, those glitter bottles to a local school in Vancouver. Um, and, you know, coming out of that experience, um, to be honest, I was a little little skeptical of how it was um, all going to run. Um, but in the end, um, there was a, a table who uh, had gratitude as a sustainable happiness skill, and they were writing thank you letters. Um, and I anticipated getting a couple because the, the intention was they would write out their thank you notes to somebody who they wanted to express gratitude for and that we would mail them for them. Um, and we got um, a, about a dozen letters, but in addition to those dozen letters, um, there were two of them that were made out to LG. Um, and it, it was really um, not only heartwarming, but reaffirming um, that we were we had selected a cause area and that we had selected partners and we had selected a mission um, that was meaningful and impactful. So that, that was a, an opportunity. I'm really glad we had the, the chance to uh, move forward. With. Well, I'm, I'm super grateful to you, Mike, for, for bringing this to us. Because that, that's a... That's a really cool story. And it, it made me for a minute there want to rename the podcast into curated purpose because it, it just, it feels like that's what LG is doing. Like you've, you've really, you've, you've figured out the area, you've organized the partners and you really are, you're the, the curator of experience happiness as, as well as the brand owner. But, but it's a, it's a really interesting space to be for a company. And I think it's sort of, I think it sets the standards of where companies have to go in order to really embrace their purpose and be able to have it radiate out in all different directions. We had a really unique opportunity. We had the opportunity to to establish something brand new at LG, which would help bring meaning and purpose to our brand. Um, and you know, between the direction um, that Carol's team helped bring and, and your team, Chris, helped bring us. Um, and kind of providing the guidance that we needed to to really focus in on what the different phases of the evolution needed to be. Um, I think we're we're we've built a solid foundation that we can we can grow from. So, can you give our listeners five quick tips? So, if they're going to either enhance or start from scratch, it could be either. 
what should they really, you know, they're going to take out their notebook. They really want to gather these, just going to help their journey. Let me see if I can give you five. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Um, Three is okay too. Okay, great. The, the, the first one um, is definitely um, get, get back to your roots. Really understand what your organization is about. There, there are a lot, and they're, they're pretty obvious. So there are a lot of companies out there who have really great missions, but you look at it and you go, I just don't understand how that connects to, to their brand. Um, a, a lack of connection to, to your brand um, is going to provide you some challenges down the road. Um, you know, in terms of a few different areas, whether it be employee buy-in um, or when you start to, to move into the cause marketing phase. Um, but the, the benefits of having something that's rooted in your brand and your company culture, um, you know, can't speak highly enough about that. Um, the second component is, and we're really lucky here at LG with our, our current leadership, in that they had the, the patience and, and actually forced our hand to ensure that we were making the impact um, before we went went out and and really started talking about it, it was it was important for us to develop that credibility and that level level of authenticity. That having done the work and developed the partnerships um, uh, really brought um, to the to the stage. And um, I'll hit a third one. Um, the third one being, um, it, it's important to really take your time when looking and, and selecting partners. Uh, Carol, your team um, initially brought us and, and helped us sort through a list of 115 potential partners. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> Maybe you, you only look at 50. <laughs> exactly. We, we whittled it down to 30. Um, you, you helped us whittle it down to 30. From there, we took a deeper dive. Um, we ended up with three incredible partners um, who they're not, they're not the largest partners out there necessarily in this space, um, but they were the ones who had the right connection to our, our mission, um, the right potential connection to our brand, and the, the desire and the right team members in place to sit down and really work with Well, them. three are good. So as, as we draw to a close, and you've been great with your time, um, where do you see social purpose evolving in the future? I think we're going to see a continuation of... Um, the ending of the corporate corporate culture of just cutting the check. Um, I think we we see it not only from um, the consumer demand side. Consumers want to see further engagement, um, but I think we also see it from the desire of, of corporations to be able to better communicate why they're working um, with certain organizations, um, and it varies depending on the the um, the type of donation you're talking about. Right? There's always going to be a disaster response. Um, check cutting initiative that that's important it's vital to help um, those types of organizations forward but i think um, in the social impact space you're going to see um, the continuation of this movement of, of stronger partnerships and may it may be fewer partnerships but it may be more in depth is, is where i think it's gone uh i think that's great Mike. i think you're i think you're right i think that uh one of the things that we're learning in, in this project is that the role of brands and businesses is is changing, right? They're, the audience today is looking towards all sorts of institutions for signs of, you know, hopefulness and forward vision, and and, and brands are are answering the call. And I think a, a, a heretofore unseen level, well, maybe not heretofore unseen, maybe 
maybe, you know, your Carnegie's and your Vanderbilt's did their work, uh, during the industrial age, but, but we're, we're really seeing brands step up and be about something in a way that I don't think we've seen in, in many years. And it's, it's great to hear the LG story and to hear your role in that. I appreciate it. Like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's been, um, tremendously rewarding. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been something that across all levels of our organization has uh, been really well received. So, so Mike, we've been talking about you, but we're putting together a list of most admired. Um, you can't, you can't uh, nominate yourself. So who do you admire as a company or brand that's really doing authentic, sustained work? Oh, that's a, there's, there's so many of them out there. Um, you know, there's, there's organizations that have been recognized for a wide variety of, of contributions, but, um, I really hold organizations like um, the Dove Movement, for example, up on a pillar. They they took a little bit of a, a risk with their their platform and their program, and um, not only the risk that they took, but the way they incorporated it into their marketing um, really kind of set a great example for um, for ways to to move forward with with cause marketing efforts designed with. Um, purpose and engagement. Okay. And do you have a favorite social purpose quote that we can end on? I think not necessarily social purpose, but, uh, and I hope I get it right here, but I'm going to throw back to, to Abraham Lincoln, um, who, uh, who I have a favorite quote from tied to uh, the LG Experience Happiness Platform. Um, and it's, people are, are only as happy as they choose to be. Um, and I think you can, you can connect that to, to social purpose. Um, you're really only connected, you're really only as purposeful um, as, as you choose to be, and you have the opportunity to make a variety of choices. That's great. Well, we thank you so much for your time um, and can't wait to see uh, you reach your five and a half million, probably knowing you, three years. <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right. Hey, thanks very much, Mike. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for helping us experience happiness. There you go. I'm happier already. 